salsa dancing typically part of your uh, workout routine? It's, uh, it's part of my secret weapon, man. I'm gonna have to use it. Uh, I'll have to use it uh, Saturday night. <laughs> Talk about how you're feeling right now. I mean, we've been building to this fight. I'm, I'm talking about the after party, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about how you're feeling right now. I mean, it feels like we've been building to this fight for a long time. People had you pegged for a UFC title contender a long time ago, but now that it's actually here, what's the moment like for you? You know, it's, it's, it's been part of my, it's, been, it's, it's part of my journey. It's been part of my. This, this is my destiny. My destiny, like number, my number one goal as a human being was to be a, be a good father, be a good uh, husband. And after that was to be, be an Olympic champion. And after that, my third goal was to be UFC champion. And I wrote all this down when I was a junior in high school. I remember reading the, the book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he said, write your goals down. And that's exactly how, how I had them in order. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm going two, three, and then eventually one. You're, you're uh, is it coincidental that your hand wraps are blue? <laughs> They're uh, not really. I mean, I do. I do like gold, though. <laughs> do you remember the nerves of Olympic League, and how does it compare to this? Oh man, it's 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 about the same. Like I, like I said before, like training for the Olympics is uh, you never know who you're gonna wrestle. I think the plus about the UFC is I, I I've been training for this guy for for years now. I knew that one day that when we get together, we're gonna fight, and uh, I'm able to study my opponent, which makes it easier for me. And that's it. When it comes, when, when the bell rings, it's enough talking, enough uh, enough, enough mouse traps. It's, it's it's time to go into business. Now, in Hispanic culture, there's the idea that it takes a village, and you really bring a village with you. You have all these guys that help you, and you give them their time and give them their recognition. How nice is it to have these guys with you and to let everyone know these are the guys who help me get here? Oh yeah, these the coaches. They're like my family. I think, like you said before, like coming from a Mexican background, we're very tight niche. All this family, we eat together, we do everything together. And we even sometimes even sleep in the same room with like 20 of us. But that's how I feel comfortable. I can relate to someone like Manny Pacquiao, who always has an entourage with them. And uh, these are the people that love me, that I care about them, and you know they keep me uh, they keep me distracted rather than thinking about all this. Now as bigger things happen for you, gold medals and belts, do other people try to penetrate that circle and make sure you nice and protected, or how does that work? Yeah, you know, you have your circle of friends and you have the people that, that do try to get in. But, you know, the colors always show up. And you can always recognize somebody's heart. But it's okay, man. I'm here to help everybody. Demetrius Johnson has been a long-standing champion. Uh, what makes this different? You know, why are you going to do something that every other contender couldn't? I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer. I think I've proven before that I could that I could uh, accomplish something like the Olympics. And this this is it. This is the Olympics of MMA. Win the UFC belt. I've been here before too. Maybe I didn't defend my title seven times, but I tell you what, I have a thousand uh, wrestling competition that's that's molding me to the uh, human being that I am today. So I'm ready. I'm different. I know you hear that from a lot of people, but I've been I've, I've chosen to do this, and that's what makes me dangerous. I fight with passion. I fight with purpose. And when you get a human being that fights with that, it's man, it's gonna be really hard for you to take me out. And unfortunately, the Olympics aren't the uh, popular platform that they could be in terms of getting your message out there and becoming a world-renowned athlete. You know, well, what could the UFC goal do for you? Maybe the Olympics did it. Um, exactly. You just hit the nail on the head. The publicity, the attention, the fact that people will, you know, we can call each other names leading up to the fight. We can bag on each other and build the hype and have, you know, Yahoo, MMA Junkie, MMA Fighting here to, to record all that. It's almost like a soap opera to really think about it with fighting. It's very dramatic and for some reason that tends to sell people like that. 
but I'm here to use that that belt to uh, for a greater purpose. What is that purpose? That purpose is, is a message of hope, a message of love, to lift self-esteem, to let people know that you know things are possible in life. You work hard, uh, dedicate yourself. If you dream big, sacrifice all, you will enjoy big. With that said, do you think the UFC doesn't sell good guys as much as they do bad guys? They should. I believe they should. I'm like, maybe I'm not Conor McGregor. Maybe I don't shoot balls of lightning from my eyes and thunder from my ass. But I do come here to you know to, to serve a good message, man. I've been. I've been on that plat. I mean, I've been. I, I was a kid who grew up without a father. I was a kid who grew up in humble beginnings, and I'm able to use that. I've been able to use my mess as a message, and it does. It needs to be heard, man. People need inspirational stories. Well, Henry, I just wanted to ask you. You mentioned your father. You know, you went through a lot with your dad when you were a kid. Hey, this week is you're near one of your highest points in your professional life. Have you ever thought of him and thought it back to what you went through with him in those days? Yeah, unfortunately, my dad passed away a year before the Olympics, but. I you know I can't look back at it now. You know it, it is what it is, but I know eventually when I become a father, I'm able to show him the road. So this is a, the life of the struggle. Is the, sometimes it's the good life. I, I've learned to use the pain and, and I become a prisoner of it. Mentally, what question for preparing for a title fight that's different from any other fight? Sorry, that again? Mentally, what goes into your preparation that's different from any other fight? The belt. <laughs> the belt's the difference. I, I, warming up for Demetrius fighting anybody else. I take everybody at a world championship level, man. I take all comers extremely serious. And all right, that's fine. Count me out. Count me out. But we will know uh, Saturday night who the champion is. So uh, I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of, of actually kind of you guys, the media. <laughs> But I'm, I'm ready to do my job, and I'm ready to win. Not too far back, you had spoken out about Nick Diaz and the suspension, and being suspended five years for marijuana. Do you feel like that medicinal marijuana has benefits for five years? Um, yeah, that's, I don't know, I've never smoked before. But just so people know, I, you know, the Nick Diaz thing got overturned, they reduced his fine, they, re they reduced his time. And people are calling me a backstabber, but I don't think they—I don't think they read the media. I was able to stand up for him. And I wasn't gonna fight here in Las Vegas. I wasn't gonna fight Demetri Johnson. I told that we told that to Sean Shelby. Right, and one more question. And what was, what was your reaction to uh, Connor's tweet yesterday, retiring, getting home from the UFC 200? Ah, uh, he'll be back, man. You guys don't—you know—not everything that shine is gold. He'll be back. Uh, you know, I think it's good for the UFC. The UFC need to, they need to start uh, stepping up and doing things like that. If you think if you think you're higher than UFC, if you think you're better than all the other fighters, then maybe you should get paid. So I think I think it's a good discipline. You, you mentioned the you know Nick's, Nick's fine got kind of reduced yeah. and everything, and that's kind of why you changed your mind. Was that the main reason that you were able to come back to Las Vegas because you thought it was more fair? You just thought it was more fair now the penalty? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wish you weren't have taken so much money. It's still hundred thousand they took. Yeah. But they did reduce it to, I don't know how many, they're going to do five years, I think they did like, a, I don't know, was it 14 months? Yeah, something along those lines. Uh, I'm just glad I could help, man. Like I said, you need, you need the GSPs of the world, you need the many pockets of the world to, to, uh, you know, to help elevate this sport. The only way corporate America is to get involved in something like MMA is if you have the good guys. You find it kind of ironic that it's 420 now and you're talking about your biggest fight of, the, of your career? What's that? It's 420 today and you're talking about the biggest fight of your career. Do you find that ironic at all after you spoke out for Nick? Uh, no, not really. I didn't think about it, but I'm glad. Uh, free Nick Diaz, baby. We'll see you guys. <laughs>